Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. When you're in the parts business, especially when you're first being trained, it's almost beat into your head. You've got to get the parts to the customer as quickly as possible because normally they're not just ordering parts for the fun of it. They've got a piece of equipment or a truck that's down and they need to fix that vehicle and get it back on the road. So getting parts to people quickly is a big part of solving or at least reducing the cost of a downtime breakdown event. But there's so much more that goes into getting that piece of equipment back up and running. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm really excited to have my guest. My guest today is Jack Urich. He's the CEO of Nomadic. And Jack is a 36-year veteran of the technology industry. He's got experience both in hardware and software. And Jack is a very mission-focused CEO. So his mission is to transform how clients interact with their employees, their customers, and suppliers by eliminating all the friction of manual paper processes and multiple software applications. So Jack is a man on a mission, and we're glad to have him on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Jack, welcome to our show. So glad to have you here. Glad to be here, Jamie. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So let's talk a little bit about the scenario that I talked about in the intro. So we've got a truck, it's broken down on the side of the highway. Historically, what has been the experience, and we're going to go through kind of each stakeholder in getting this truck back up and running. So let's start with the driver, first of all. Historically, what has been their experience when they break down? What are some of the pain points that they have experienced? So from what I have learned and what we've been learning over the last three years of focusing on this is that, number one, if it's an owner operator, he's on his own. And so he can't really count on where he's going to break down. So he's got to go Google search or he's got to go to some other platform or someplace to find a technician unless he's got a list in that area. So that's hard. If he does work for a, a, a fleet, so he would contact the dispatch, then the dispatch either has a list in that area or they do a Google search, which I've seen done in the past. And then they've got to locate someone, uh, locate a technician, make the phone call, hope they have someone that's available, hope they can f- locate where they are, uh, where he is, and and then get that whole process started. Right. I mean... If you're driving, you know, long distance and you break down and, you know, you weren't really paying attention to the mile markers or exactly, you're like, well, I'm somewhere between this town and this town. And in either case, owner, operator or company driver, the driver is waiting kind of just like, okay, I've, I've, I have to wait now. So there's, there's, there's that time where they don't really know what's going on and they just have to wait until they can figure out a solution, right? Absolutely. Okay. 
So let's talk a little bit about the dispatcher and their experience. So they are in the process of working and doing what dispatchers do during the day. You know, I I know dispatchers. They're very, very busy people. And all of a sudden, one of their drivers is broken down. So like if we kind of follow that logic chain out, okay, so they're going to do the Google search. They're going to be looking. This is probably pretty disruptive to the dispatcher's day. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, because there's all of those coordinates you have to immediately set in your mind of, okay, who, what, when, you know, all of those different things. And they've got to have their their access to their list to get because time is money. The operation is to get a hold of a company, a service company or, or, or the mechanic who can get out there and fix that truck or, you know, get it towed to wherever it needs to go. And so the dispatcher is really wearing a lot of hats in this situation because they got, they're, they're having to communicate with the truck driver as well as uh, with the service company. And, you know, the service company might have multiple techs out, you know, to doing the work and, they're just trying to coordinate it all together. It's a very, very hard job. Right. And going back to the driver, I just thought of something else too. If you're broken down on the side of the road, there's a safety issue there too. So that's another stressor on the driver. Of course, dispatch is concerned with that too, because it's their driver. They want to make sure they're safe. They want to keep their equipment safe. But there's also stress and inefficiency for the service provider. Most people wouldn't think of that. But if you're a mobile service provider and you're trying to track down this, uh, you know, broken down truck in a, you know, two or three mile (laughs) stretch of highway, or maybe it's longer than that, you know, maybe it's 30 or 40 miles, they're like somewhere out there. There's a bit of inefficiency and stress there for the mobile mechanic as well. It's a very dangerous situation. It really is that the technicians and the driver, you know, it's anything can happen. So we want to make it as efficient and as so so that everybody knows where they're going and everybody's as prepared as they can be to execute what they need to get done as quickly as possible and get that truck driver back on the road safe and that technician back home to serve another job. Yeah. And, and depending on the quality of the information coming from the driver and the dispatch, the mobile repair technician also has the issue of like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to need to fix that vehicle. So if the quality of the information is poor, then there's always the issue of like extending the downtime because they don't have what's needed to fix the truck. There's a lot of inefficiency in this process. There is a lot of stress. And that is what we're here to try to solve today. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the solution that you've provided. We'll be right back. Don't have a heavy-duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high-quality fuel injection for heavy-duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com aftermarket. Parts availability and quality have a big influence on fleets and owner-operators' total cost of operation. If they can't find a part, it means more downtime. If they install a low-quality part and it fails, it means even more costs like tow bills, hotels, meals for the driver, and lost revenue. That's why we recommend Sampa. They manufacture a wide range of advanced parts for commercial vehicles. Their website has an intelligent product search engine and broad coverage of suspension, steering, 
and fifth wheel components. Expect more. Expect Sampa. Visit Sampa.com today. We're back from the break. And before the break, we were talking about the, you know, the historical situation of, of what the experience has been for truck driver, dispatcher, and mobile repair technician when there is a roadside event where a truck has broken down or trailer has broken down. Jack, you've uh, spent a few years now looking at this problem and coming up with a solution. So first of all, could you tell us what the acronym KIRA stands for? Absolutely. KIRA is Nomadic Emergency Roadside Assistance Application. Awesome. Okay. Now, as you built out this application, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? You have a you had a very specific term for what you're trying to accomplish. What are you trying to do to this whole process of getting a truck fixed and back on the road when there's been a uh, unscheduled breakdown event? We're Uberizing the process, and and that's a a word we've we've heard a lot of clients speak, and so we borrowed it uh, because that's the way they were speaking. Yeah, nothing wrong with a little uh, voice of the customer work and uh, using the language that they use. That's that's what resonates with people. Okay, so you're Uberizing the whole repair process. Walk us through how it works, and and let's go back through because we already talked about kind of like all the people involved, right? We talked about the driver, we talked about dispatch, we talked about mobile repair technician. So let's go through one at a time how this app makes the process more efficient and makes the experience, it's already a bad experience, but makes it a little less painful. Absolutely. And so we call, what we do is in order, when we speak this language here, we just call them user groups. So we have the driver's a user group, the dispatcher is a user group. They got the service provider user is a dispatcher. There are users groups, and then there's the admins. So what the process is, is so let's say that we, we have a list and we're going to make a phone call. With our application, a dispatcher can, we can take it, we have an app that the driver can use if they really do want to use that part of it and actually put the order in. We can have a portal for the customer where they can actually put the order in to a service provider, or they can make a phone call. Or, you know, or any other ways. Any way the, the, the work order can get started, we'll get it started. So the dispatcher or the, the person receiving at the service provider, the mechanic or the service company that's going to find a dispatcher, they would start the work order. If you have existing customers that are repetitive, uh, you would already have a lot of the information that will populate in the app. But if it's new, set up a new work order, and then we would assign that to a technician. Each technician has their own app and everything is done through the, we call our dashboard uh, screen and that application. So once the technician is assigned the job and they accept it, we can then send a text to the driver and that driver can, and, and we can send that link to the dispatcher and anybody else that wants to watch, they can see the technicians like in an Uber driving to that location. So there's peace of mind from the driver's side and the, and the dispatcher, all those back and forth phone calls. Hey, where's your tech? Where's the tech? Where's the tech? Is eliminated through a visibility of, you know, right where they stand. And then the dispatcher, you know, they have all the control right there. They, they know where the tech is. They know what, where the driver is. We can even geolocate the driver as well. That would be the main parts of the front end of this. That makes a lot of sense. Um, just the increase of visibility of the entire process. So I wanted to make sure I understood correctly. So typically speaking, how this will work 
is the service provider is usually the one that starts the work order. Like they've received a request from the uh, from the fleet, like maybe it's the the owner operator calling, or maybe it's the uh, dispatcher from the fleet calling on behalf of the driver. The service provider starts the work order, and from there, that application is shared with the customer who is the fleet or owner operator, and that's where the visibility really really starts. Do I have that correct? Yes, yes. So the service providers technicians would have the app as well. So that you know they're, they're going to send that communication to the technician so they they can get them to accept the work order, but that information once that work order has been accepted is now shared right back to the the driver and or and both their dispatch. So now now everyone involved, all the user groups have complete visibility over where where the service technicians happening. But things are dynamic and things change. So, for example, like right now where I am, it's pretty cold and there's a, like a heavy snowfall today. If you were in Arizona, Western Arizona or something, you might be in the desert where it's extremely hot in the summertime. Maybe the driver decides, you know what, I'm just going to walk, you know, down a couple blocks or quarter of a mile here and going to go and get a coffee and get out of the weather. How does then the driver communicate and, and how does it improve the communication flow? Yeah, well, all they would have to do is the link that we send them would already have them geolocated. But then we also have a chat feature built in to the app uh, between the dispatch and the service provider if if they want to chat back and forth in order to keep track of where that driver is. Yeah, see, I think that's great because everybody texts, everybody's using their mobile device. So now you've just eliminated all those phone calls, all that back and forth. You know, you don't have a service provider showing up where this is the driver, the truck is locked, you know, all that stuff that has happened in the past where we just didn't have the technology to be able to, to communicate. You've, you've activated that. What would you say is the economic impact on the fleet or the owner operator? How, how does this translate into reducing the cost of that unscheduled breakdown event? Well, the positioning is, is to optimizing the breakdown process from the service provider side. You know, they're doing the heavy lifting here. And so what we've got to do is cut down on the back and forth phone calls. We've got to allow them to do their job quickly, have more information to get there faster with possibly more of the the tools and items they need. So the app is going to cut down on that time, the traditional time it takes from phone call to a service provider that can come out and fix that that truck or get them back up and running. And, you know, some some of these are hours and hours of time waste, you know, waiting uh, for inefficiencies. Our goal is to try to keep them all within 90 minutes from the phone call. And so time is money. And, you know, these they're delivering loads that are very worth a lot of money. And, uh, you know, we want to get them back on the road as quickly as possible. The app will cut out a lot of the back and forth that's really wasting a lot of time, inefficiencies. That, that's more significant than maybe people realize on the surface. So for example, let's say I broke down at 11 a.m. If I'm back up and running in 90 minutes, you know, basically that's just like an extended lunch break. In the old system with inefficiencies, with, with all of that, maybe it was four or five hours. Well, now it's like, you know what? I got to get a hotel. I got to, you know, I'm not going to get to deliver the load now till the next day. The cost of, of that by, by shrinking the amount of time, you know, maybe you can't change the purchase price of the parts needed to fix the truck or the labor time, but 
certainly the inefficiencies taken out of that and getting back on the road sooner has a big economic impact. That's really cool. Could you give us an example where one of your users of the platform was able to have a really great experience? Like, just tell us what the situation was and how did they, you know, how did the app help? Sure, absolutely. So our first client has been, you know, with us now for over two years and they have had a very successful roadside repair company for over 30 years, a family owned and operated organization. And um, what happened was, is they, they decided that the father um, passed the business on to the, gave the business to the sons and they decided that they wanted to optimize this process and come up with an app so they could, you know, make this faster. And so they hired us to do this. And in phase one, the business doubled the first year. The app allows you to capture all the photos, all the ta- all the receipts, all the notes. Everything's in one work order, and and that's where the technician can go out and do that, versus having to go find all that once the work order's done. And so that one area alone, by having the technicians being able to capture everything at the site that moment, it, it just allowed them to do a lot more work orders quickly, and just the business doubled. Okay, because we talked about how it makes it more efficient for the driver and the fleet, but you're absolutely right. If the repair technician isn't wasting as much time, they can do more repairs in a day. So your your capacity as a as a service company has just has just increased. So then your revenue can go up because Lord knows there's no shortage of work out there right now. Right. It's there's just so many different you know between texting and and having to get there. There's requirements. Transportation companies have requirements, possibly before and after pictures, possibly uh, for time. Everybody's scrutinizing the the bill. The application for our technicians or our mechanics will timestamp the whole process. It will allow us to print a report for the customer with before and after pictures. All the requirements will be right there uh, in the app that moment instead of, you know, never getting it and not getting possibly not getting paid because you didn't meet the transportation company's requirements. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, as we all know in this industry, there is labor shortages at every major position, whether it's technicians, it's drivers. Uh, Even, you know, if you look at the part side of the business, we've got major issues. Um, I think that the companies that deploy technology to make their customers more efficient are the companies that are going to really win the battleground of competition over the next, let's say, five to 10 years. And it sounds like your application is absolutely perfectly positioned to empower service shops to make the whole experience more efficient for their customers. And that's why, for in your example, case study, that's why they were able to double their business because they were making their customers more efficient. Their customers were enjoying the process. Nobody likes a breakdown event. So if you can make it less painful, then it's going to go a long way. You know, to your point, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, we'd like to take all of that friction out of the process. And we're, that's our optimum goal. That's the mission. You know, with, with when you have regular customers or, or good customers, you know, that are calling is we have a portal where it the client can literally, and it's being done, uh, can literally, you know, send the order in, the work order for the breakdown through the system into the dispatch and it shows up on the screen and they've got as much data as possible right there. Then they can, without a phone call, without text, and we can chat on between the uh, dispatcher from the uh, transportation company to the service provider. So 
we're trying to break down all that, all those barriers of time and, uh, and, you know, get that technician assigned and traveling to the location, letting that truck driver uh, know that someone's on the way, peace of mind, you know, they're on the way, they're coming. I, I just wanted to kind of reiterate that part of it and not leave it out is that we really do want to take as much of that human interaction out of there as possible. It, it's still necessary, but we want to streamline it. Right. And part of that streamlined process is going to affect parts because I think that the the better quality information you have before you leave to go repair and di- like, first of all, diagnose and then repair, the more information you have, the more prepared you can be as a service technician. And you can perhaps have the parts with you ready to go. That's also a reduction in a, inefficiency because it saves having to drive back and go get parts that you needed that you didn't know you needed because of a lack of information. So even from that perspective, I can see how it's going to impact the, the parts that you need, and that's going to make it more efficient as well. The parts are critical. And we all know that there's a shortage everywhere all over with, with parts. What we're finding is uh, with the application and with the data that our clients are collecting, they're able to uh, plan better. And they can make sure that they have the key, the top 10 uh, st- stocked in the trucks um, and, and have that ahead of, ahead of time. The other part is getting paid for the parts with a, with a breakdown when a technician has to go buy the parts. All of that can be uploaded into the application and saved so that tracking that and getting, you know, make, getting reimbursed for it uh, financially is also a part of the application. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Jack Urich, the CEO of Nomadic. To learn more about Nomadic, you can visit nomadic.com. Now, if you go to the link in the show notes, it'll take you right through to the Kira page so that you can learn about the specific application that we've been talking about. Jack, thank you for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Reports. It was awesome to talk to you. Jamie, my pleasure. I appreciate you, and thanks for having me on. HDA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.